0: Thank you very much, Herman and his horn, ushering in the 100th episode of Keep Calm and Cauliflower Cheese. It's so lovely to have you here for this auspicious occasion where nonsense, whimsy, eccentricity, and sheer mediocrity collide in a podcast. And there's been 100 editions of these, so there's a whole back catalogue of podcasts you can listen back to. And also, there is thunder and lightning there's a very own jazzy thunderous brass band in the heavens today uh putting on a real show absolutely torrential rain i nearly thought i should wear a cagoule or one of those oversized uh oversized condoms or something along those lines just to protect myself just in case the roof leaks because it is utter flooding here i i could be i could be washed away it's it's pure noah's ark So we have a little bit of a different flavor today on the podcast. I know, why change a winning formula? or Some say a losing formula, I guess. I mean, you could look at this podcast like perhaps England taking penalty kicks. Let's just not go there. That's that's the way to look at it. Um, But it is marvelous to be here. And joining me on the podcast today are two very marvelous, delightful guests. First of all, my old mucker, uh, my best man, the, uh, the man that I would, uh, I know he wouldn't want to share my rather greasy uh, wax-laden comb with, but Jimbo is here. Jimbo the Weasel is going to be joining uh, us on the podcast, and my dearest, slightly sassy daughter Victoria is calling in uh, from the wilds of New Mexico, and she is joining us too. So, two superstar guests. Uh, I'm probably the uh, the pickle in the sandwich here. They're the sort of meaty addition, uh, the piece that you want to eat. I may be like that soggy piece of lettuce you might want to throw out of the sandwich, uh, or you know, I, I maybe I could be a crusty baguette as well, a little crusty. Um, certainly not stale. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully, a hundred episodes in, we're not uh, we're not stale quite yet. Um, but uh, you know, you can always restore. A stale bread with a little bit of butter—that's the key. A little bit of butter spread on there, and it can it can cure all ills, all crustiness, uh, and uh, and slight staleness as well. But that is the podcast. There's there's no Trump or trombone. We have uh, none of our enigmatic English eccentrics. We have no Victorian education and etiquette today. All of that will be resumed on episode 101. Which will be on Saturday, God willing. You're already preparing for that. You know, I'm this this thing is a finely tuned, honed operation of a podcast. Uh but today, you're gonna be getting a little bit of insight into the man behind the podcast. Which I guess is your dear host Chappie. So there'll be some tales and daring do, uh a little bit of uh certainly some nonsense. Certainly, some frolics and certainly some shenanigans that dear Uncle Jim the Weasel will be enlightening you, the listener. So, if you want to know how this Bayer type tapestry was put together, this podcast, the man behind the podcast, then, uh, you know, I, I'm letting you in. It's almost like a little bit of a roasting session. It's roasting chappy. Uh, I mean, if I was to be roasted, I hopefully would be, uh, you know, gently uh, slathered in butter and um i don't know if you need a, high, a spicy sort of horseradish sauce afterwards maybe a good strong english mustard as well that's if i'm going to be roasted yeah add a little bit of uh you know you don't want the meat too tough you know i'm 44 years old so the meat's uh, getting a little bit tougher there's no botox in here perfectly healthy uh you would you would not get poisoned when it comes to the chappy roast but uh uncle jim will be uh roasting me and um Probably enjoying it and uh, probably sticking a fork in when I'm done, uh, which will be pretty quickly, I, I imagine. Uh, but that is to look forward to on this uh, podcast. Um, and coming over the way in the next, probably the next couple of podcasts, I did ask you, the listener, to send me some lovely limericks, some wonderful limericks as the tsunami hits here in Colorado. I'm lucky I'm up high in the butler's nook because the water is going up and I have to decide which animals two by two I'm going to carry in my ark. Uh, dear Jack, the uh, rat terrier. I don't think he can swim. Um, but uh, George, and, uh, George and Maggie will come along as well. But there's a lot of uh, bunnies right underwater right now in the, uh, in the front yard and it's absolutely hammering. Hammer and tongs out there. Thor has decided to uh, dump an ocean on us right now. So, um, you know, we have to, I have to speak loudly, speak clearly, have a little bit of uh, bumbly, nonsense, eccentric music in the background, and we should be fine. We might be able to get through this together. But that is the essence of the podcast. Uh, so enjoy that. And we have some very nostalgic tunes for me uh, and uh, Uncle Jim, also Victoria, uh, being played as well in the musical edition, the musical Butler Emporium edition that you can listen to on Spotify, and then if you just want to purely listen to uh, the lovely uh, dulcet tones of me and my other English friend uh, Jimbo, then uh, you know he's probably the more dashing, handsome one. I've got the slightly nicer voice. Between us, we make a good comedy double act. Uh, and as I'll be saying later, you know, if if they're paying. Uh, uh, Sean Foley, whatever the chap's name is, of Will and Grace, that podcast—they uh, paid uh, Joe Rogan eighty million. They're paying eighty million to uh, this uh, comedy triumvirate. Then uh, you know, get your wallets out here. I feel that there is, as there is in all of these rom-coms, there's a couple of a couple of Brits in the rom-coms. If you look at Notting Hill, you got Hugh Grant. You know, Jim the Weasel would be. a Excellent, Hugh Grant. I would probably be more like the uh, slightly shaggy, uh, you know, a little bit more rough around the edges housemate. That's how I see myself, probably. Um, I wouldn't wear a snorkel in the house, though, and I would never uh, slip on a pair of budgie smugglers. That would be absolutely awful and and, and a terrible thing for you, the listener, and indeed the viewer to watch. But that's coming a long way on the podcast. So slightly different today, uh, but settle in and enjoy... An hour of absolute nonsense and pure roasting of your dear host Chappie. Happy 100. have to put that on there so I can't, uh, it's not like a, the Secret Service or the FBI recording in the background. You can't be a, you can't be a sneaky squirrel and uh, record things at, ad hoc. And I'm too big big to be a squirrel, I'd never squeeze down the drain pipe. They always say a rat of a drain pipe but I'd be a rather rotund squirrel if there was one. <laughs>
1: I've seen some. I've seen some hefty beggars during uh, lockdown. I'm not going to lie to you. Feeding on the
0: fat. The, they've been in all the carry out of your uh, rubbish, haven't
1: they? I said, my my uh, family of squirrels out front's like a Benetton ad. You know something like
0: it. They've got a, a grey one, a bald one, black one, red one. But then they eat the red squirrels. There's no red squirrels in America. No, they're the ones that they're the ones sh- killed all the. Uh, the the grey ones killed all the red ones back in the UK
1: yeah that's yeah that's but they seem to a couple of a couple of the gingers have, have made it over here and uh and uh you know kept their recessive squirrel gene going
0: you know very nicely
1: yeah they're, they're all a big happy family to be honest with you
0: i've never seen I've, I've seen the gray and the red ones but i've never i've never seen any other colors
1: no Maybe. lots i'm telling you Yep, a couple of black ones they're very feisty popping <laughs> up and down the tree like
0: nobody's business well, but, they're uh, like rabbits, aren't they? But they—I never see them on the roads, though. We've got thousands of rabbits here. But, actually,
1: I—I you know, I have to tell you, the—the uh, the squirrels did try to turn my my roof into a uh, into a squirrel knocking shop. Uh, they found a little gap to get into underneath the dormers and, and sneak up into the into the rafters. Because well, here it was just scrambling around, knock- making whoopee together. A little bit of inky squirrel, inky pinky. In the rafters,
0: were, were they squealing from the rafters then or something? Along they, they,
1: they were exactly. Unfortunately, I had to uh, lure them out with some, some some monkey nuts. I'm not sure what you call them over here. To be honest with you, yeah, of,
0: the hard shell.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the monkey nuts there.
0: So I had. I to, th- sc- I thought you would have. I thought you'd have lured them out with a nice piece of mature cheddar or something. But I'm not going to waste that. How on, how on earth would I make my own ploughmans? For God's sakes. Yeah, I don't think they would eat Branston sauce. One thing I noticed though, Americans hate anything pickled. Have you, have you, have you ever, have you found that before? Apart from the pickle itself. Yeah, I, I don't like, I don't like all the pickles in the, in the, in the sandwiches and the burgers or whatever. But you show, you show a Branston pickle jar to somebody. You might as well, you might as well, you know, put a Chernobyl sort of be wary of what you're eating sign around everything else. That's how ba- that's how they they uh, they find it absolutely disgusting along with pickled onions as well.
1: Like a pickled onion's like the equivalent of a food grenade
0: throwing well, a yeah, pickled never, on, they
1: don't know what's going on.
0: Never never open uh never open up a, a jar in front of an American that they would probably faint. <laughs> <laughs> and, Although uh, and let alone don't even introduce a gentleman's relish.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely don't introduce that. Things. That's thank good, thank goodness. The uh, marketing one hundred and one is is give them the pickle. Actually, no, that's still bad. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. Give, oh them pickle, give them the pickle, give them the pickle and the gentleman's relish. You'd really get a,
0: you'd have all sorts of uh, of citations. I think you could be cancelled for introducing the gentleman's relish into a conversation or anything else these days. Well, almost certainly, <laughs> almost certainly. Without a
1: disclaimer, in any case, you'd have to be very careful.
0: But now, it's lovely to have you here, so let me just explain to the uh, keep coming and cauliflower cheese listener who this fine gentleman is joining on the hundredth episode. The, the funny thing is he hasn't listened to a single one of the episodes beforehand, so you know it's, all, it's like, it's like, it's, like a, it's like a batter coming in after hitting three home runs or a hundred not out or something. He, he comes in, has no idea what this is, and then we'll scoot off again until I reach a thousand. And it uh, may, may join me again.
1: Yeah, I'm ch- I'll only be here for milestones. And the trouble is, I'm too tight to pay for Spotify premium, so I can only listen to the abridged versions.
0: Oh, well, that's that's a pity because you're missing all the you're missing all the the songs I'm putting on there, like LL Cool J phenomenon. Go ahead, oh, Daddy. That's a phenomenon.
1: <laughs> One of my favourites. Now you get the first you get the first thirty seconds or so of the of the tune, and
0: then they annoyingly take it away from you. It's a bit like your old dating life, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you ne- you never you never you could never put on a long stairway to heaven tune. Or no, maybe that is the maybe that is the uh the, the uh never, dating life.
1: I never claimed to be in the entertainment business, you
0: know? <laughs> But so the debate that we had, so I've known Jim for twenty five years. We met around Euro ninety six or or so he or so he said in a I thought we met in a bar called Weatherspoons in the UK, in Portsmouth, which is uh, probably the you know it's not not one of the nicest places in the world. It's, although I think they've really they, they've polished up the seafront. I think it's looking a little bit better these days. There's nice parts over there, you know. But uh, but no, I I met I met him. But you think I met you at some sort of party?
1: Oh yes, you, you did. I met you at some at a terrible dirge of a, of a house
0: party in a damp terraced house there in, uh, was there was damp there was there was probably mice as well there was a lingering smell of marijuana a, a and lot a, of a lot of very that's cheap that's wood panelling yes that's right isn't it all those all those houses and uh he, he you probably um he was probably the landlord of that house too your older uh, shahab mabubi th- that was his name wasn't it shahab mabubi uh, slum lord to, and then he, uh, then he had a brother as well. Yes, Sohail. <laughs> Sohail, my baby. Yeah, these are some of the most unscrupulous landlords uh, this side of the, the Wild West, I think. Yeah. I mean, there they they were, they were a couple of Jesse James out there, weren't there? Yeah, they, were, they, were tra- they
1: tried to charge you a pound a week per person for use of a, a, of a microwave with a
0: broken door. That was, well, their, fun, that was one of the that one of many ruses to uh, up the rental. The funniest thing is, so Jim lived in this house. that was with three boys and three girls, right? Was That's that right. Really am I am I adding an extra girl? Was this
1: was this was this seven? One two no. Hang on a second. You're right. There's there was three girls and three boys. You're right. And 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 an erstwhile fourth boy, the uh, paramour of one of the young ladies. Uh, had a temporary ho- uh, home there as well, so there was seven. Sam was was uh, was number seven. Yeah.
0: Well, you never counted me, although I was around all the time. Oh, you were just part of the furniture, old boy. To be honest with you. <laughs> well, like one of the rats that buried in the in the couch. <laughs> I never. It was mice. It was like, mice in the couch. Well, I don't know. They're all rodents to me. But so I was asleep one one uh, after a few too many triple gin and tonics at the Duke of Buckingham pub, which is you know down the road. So I was asleep, I woke up and I think you were like drifting off as well and there was a Joan Collins porno movie on from like, I don't know, 1976 Hello. and I had this scurrying and burrowing <laughs> underneath the couch here. I said, what the hell's that? And there were bloody mice in the couch. That's right, there were. But first I must
1: pull you up a, a little here. It's Dame Joan. Obviously. Oh, sorry, yes,
0: yeah. No, I'm terribly I, remiss
1: of you. I don't think that... we'd go as far as to say it. was a little bit, of, there was some skin showing. It was obviously, a, you know, a, a huge favourite of mine. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't go so far as to say it was,
0: uh, you know. Well, I don't think you could see anything for the bush back in those days. I mean, you know, on top of the hair and everywhere else, under the armpits. There was no Gillette. <laughs> was Gillette even invented in those days? Forget Harry's razors. <laughs> <laughs> It was still the best a man can get. It hadn't been offered up to the ladies. <laughs> it was, exactly. It was. It was. A, it was a terribly sexist in the back in the day there in the, in the whole razor stakes. But then, then I believe that the mouse was found in a bucket, and then um, your dear roommate Emily was making some toast. It was a terrible smell.
1: A terrible smell, and uh, I went to uh, the kitchen to see what was going on, and the smell seemed to be emanating from the toaster where she was making herself uh, some a snack and uh, i pulled the uh, piece of, of bread out to find a, a fully cremated
0: mouse in the toaster yeah just with the spinal column yeah and that's not that's not an english delicacy i know you know i tell people about spotted dick in a can but you don't you know you, it's, we don't cook mice we're not we're not heathens for god's sake no no Absolutely not. No,
1: that would be very much frowned upon.
0: Uh, (laughs) I know know the Roman. The Romans used to eat gerbils back in the day, though you know, and do other things with gerbils, I believe. But yeah, we're not we're we're not quite as barbaric as that, I don't think. But I was was thinking about so all week. We had the big game, obviously, yesterday which were all terribly surprised England won after I don't know how many games I watched. I was talking to my grandmother. I remember 1990, 1996, both, both in those cases losing. But, I, but in, in, uh, so we won this year. But all week, I, I swear, I, I was thinking, we're never going to win this, but all I'm going to do, I think we're going to meet Sweden in the next round if we do win. So I've been eating Swedish meatballs all week. <laughs> Just had a, had a diet of Swedish meatballs, mainly for dinner but I did have a couple on a piece of toast the other morning with some loganberry jam. Meatballs with jam? Well, no, they have a little bit of loganberry jelly on the meatballs. Look up the recipe.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: This is you highly know, irregular. What's happened to your kippers? <laughs> well, they stink everything out. You know, there's nothing worse than a smelly kipper in the morning. Oh, but an excellent
1: source of omega-3 uh, triglyceride
0: uh, uh, um, uh, lowering gear. Breakfast power food, really. Well, you used to grow your kippers in your underpants and your, and your vest in the morning outside, didn't you? That was well, your. That's uh... the whole point of wearing a string vest, to be honest with you. Well, I was going to see if I could find a couple of your more uh, interesting pictures from back in the day, but alas, <laughs> they've all been lost. <laughs> oh, what a terrible shame. <laughs> There's one where you seriously look emaciated. I mean, you look skinnier than Kate Moss in a prime. In one of these, but you were holding a cigarette, so you and Kate Moss did have something in common that time, I think. Well, we're both from Croydon as well. So, did you ever meet her in a nightclub or something? I can't remember. Maybe you made no, that I story.
1: No, I met I met her brother a, a few times.
0: And, and what was it? Uh, what was the name of the nightclub uh, in Croydon that you? Oh my God. The Blue Orchid. Good <laughs> lord. Good lord. I think that's another one that you know in Chicago, isn't it? <laughs> that's a, that's another sort of establishment. <laughs> The names, the names change. The places stay the same. You know. No, that is that is true. But I was I was um regaling the listeners about my love of the Funglish breakfast on one of the episodes recently. Oh, which now means... this this is one of my biggest. You know, I I love Jim to death. I've known him for such a long time, but the whole thing he 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 really did do a you know he he stitched <laughs> up the owner of this 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 breakfast place like like a kipper and he got more meat more eggs more toast more fried bread than me and i was paying more money and i don't know how he did this to poor dear old carol i don't know she had poor alzheimer's at the time or something i don't know what's going on with her
1: i think it's just a a cheeky smile can can help you get away with a with a lot of things really at the end of the day and then you persuaded your henchman to stick a finger in my yoke I know. Well, you're so protective of your, of your gut buster. That's the thing. You're so protective of your gut buster. But, you know, I was like, come on now. You've got an extra s- fried slice there. Share it up. Well, you I, never I was, were very good at sharing your food,
0: were you, to be honest with you? No, I mean, I would never sh- share the nugget or, uh, or what, 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 what uh, what the other, what the, there wasn't a babka, was it? What was that other thing that I ate there? It was, oh, it was it covered in icing and it was, a uh, very bad. cake. Yeah, lardy cake. It's like, a, it's like a posh donut, isn't it? I, I don't know how you would describe a lardy cake. I'm not sure how you would
1: describe it. But now, now we're talking about that, I've just r- uh, reminded myself, one of, your, one of our um, ships down the uh, uh, first foray of, um, on Randolph Street in Chicago, mm-hmm. but they had started opening up the, all the, the trendy restaurants, and the publican had opened up with a huge community table. And yeah, I booked. Yeah. I booked us in, and, and 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 booked us in on that community table, wherein wherewith we had to sit next to about five or six other patrons, but,
0: we, were we all probably,
1: were fascinated in talking to you. Yeah. Well, I, the thing I
0: worry about those things is on a bench, and I was right at the end. I thought it'd be like a seesaw and tip up. <laughs> that was my that was my biggest fear about that that whole situation. And you mean you can smell each other's armpits? This is a, this is the only good thing to come out of COVID, is unnecessary friendliness at these types of restaurants because people won't come near. If I start coughing now, you know nobody get they won't do they won't be able to do these uh, these communal. I mean it's almost like some sort of bathhouse with food. That's how close you are to each other.
1: So, is your it's trademark just, uh, after- your trademark throat tickle, just like on the putting greens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, oh sorry about that.
0: Yeah, th- this is the whole thing. I mean, Jim and my dear father are both terrible in terms of sportsmanship. <laughs> they always take a very very large large uh, you know set of keys or lots of pennies in their pocket. I mean, you never see money in their pocket any other time. Um <laughs> though my my father was mentioning today about the times he said Oh, yeah. You and Jim used to wait by the door waiting for the telegraph to come with the 40 pounds and then go straight down the (laughs) the pub. The happy hour. He's not wrong. Well, I I know. He said, well, didn't you even read the paper? I said, no, we went to the middle page. (laughs) And if it was 40, then that was the happy hour. If it's 60, it was the breakfast too. (laughs) I mean, I I still think (sighs) he he still feels that he might have funded your business.
1: Lovely, uh, lovely uh, times, I must say. I've never been so excited to look uh, to, to see the, new, the morning paper delivered. Never, tremendous well,
0: times. Well, I remember the first few times you came down to uh, to Norfolk to see my uh, dearest mum and dad, and uh, and spend a few lovely days uh, down Wonderful there. Wonderful hospitality. Wonderful hospitality, think... Shay Chappers. Yeah, I think I think mother was. Was so stressed out having to provide, you know, for three meals, and it wasn't just like cereal for breakfast. It wanted full English, <laughs> then you know, sandwiches for lunch, and then a, and then a, and then a full dinner, a roast. I mean, you know, you got growing lads for
1: goodness' sakes. You you have to accommodate, don't you? Well, I think she. I think I think she I more mean, than she, held her own.
0: I think absolute, mum was very. Very very stressed about the whole situation. I think when you were uh, when you boys came to uh, to visit after uh, you know, and we had we had all those meals after the golf. It was uh, it was it was a it was a lot of food and uh, and a lot of stress. And I know I know uh, Bonzo, another one of our friends here. He loved the place names. I mean, he loved Melton Constable. That was one of his uh, <laughs> favorites of all <laughs> in terms of a local place name. And you don't want to say that, you know. Don't you don't want to say that after a few drinks?
1: <laughs> and you certainly don't want to stutter halfway through. You'll get yeah. yourself into a terrible mischief.
0: Yeah, it could it could cause you a, an, an awful piccalilli, to say the least. <laughs> so one of our one of our friends was one of the unluckiest men alive. I mean, we uh, we met him. I mean, you knew him for a long time. I only knew him fleetingly. But I I remember one time when uh, he joined us down. Uh, down the local pub, a couple of our other friends, and he was a he was a nice lad, lovely fella, L- lovely fella. Um, but he re- he regaled the story of um, of uh, was it Chimpy having some sort of relations with a ginger young lady the night before or something? I can't remember exactly what happened. You'll have to
1: yes, it was remind
0: the, me of this tale. It was
1: the time he uh, he, he, he punched down. And uh he got terribly frustrated after the event and uh and, and pulled down a backyard fence. He was so stressed with himself uh it was disappointed maybe I don't know what the expression is i mean you know obviously uh he uh concluded his business affairs in a satisfactory fashion, but he wasn't happy with the uh um with the post game analysis, i think it's fair to say, and uh tore down the fence in the backyard. Which no, the uh, the game next hot. door, we're not too happy to be honest with you uh, about. But he had so a, yeah,
0: a pair of Rupert the tr- Rupert the bear um, tartan trousers on there, if I remember. Very very fetching,
1: very fetching on him, but a little too tight around the uh, posterior. <laughs> he didn't split them on that occasion, did he? It wasn't that occasion. That was golfing. No, that was the that was when we were playing cricket. I beg your pardon. No, uh, yeah, I think he. Uh, yeah, I think he.
0: Um, when our lecturer started bounding across the, uh... yeah, he's a little bit worried that he might be uh, caught on a sticky wicket, so to speak, with think on that occasion. Very
1: much so. Quickly required a, a jumper around the uh, around the waist to cover up the uh,
0: manner of all sins uh, hanging out. Well, he, but, he uh, wore the skinny. He wore the skinny jeans or skinny trousers before anybody else. I think. I don't think. I think they'd been invented by that in that day in that time. He, he could is. lay. He could lay claim to being the first. To be fair, he really could. And then he's made it a whole Euro sensation ever since. I think <laughs> he should have got he should have got the credit for it, without a doubt. But I mean, one of your one of your favourite times there in the whole sort of compendium of instances when I took a young lady out on a date one time, and I happened oh, to yeah. look across the table, and 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 um, I thought this would be a rather nice you know rather nice lunch and. And um, across the table, you were there with Emily, my, our, one of our other friends. Well,
1: I think we need to put a little of, bit of the back story in for taking <laughs> this trip down memory lane. <laughs> the night before, I'd specifically asked you if, uh, if you'd like to uh, meet up after our college lectures uh, to go and uh, have a rack or two at the snooker club. And then to the uh, satellite office at uh, that's the turf accountant, the bookmakers for a, a few bets on the uh, on the horses and uh you had told me that unfortunately uh your classes were going to last uh through the early afternoon and wouldn't be able to see me until that evening <laughs> so uh upon which i uh um I asked our friend Emily my housemate um whether or not she'd want to get some lunch with me after class, and she of course said yes now. At the time, I was... At the time, both of us were... um, Both Emily and I were smokers. um, And uh, to my chagrin, uh, nowadays, I I think it's fair to say, I uh, would always look for the smoking section in the restaurant, which must have been absolutely horrendous when you look back on it. Um, We just entered the door, the threshold of the restaurant, very nice French bistro. And uh, I started looking over to the... um, Smoking section. I saw some open tables, and at the corner of my eye, I saw another uh, another <laughs> diner. It looked very familiar, and uh, I could see he was there entertaining uh, uh, a young lady on a date. And uh, as the man, as the maitre d asked me, "Would you would you like your uh, table in the smoking section, sir?" I said, "Actually, no. Today, I think I'll um I think I'll have a non smoking table. Please. Actually, is that <laughs> table right there available? That one there specifically, please." And, uh, he said, of course, sir, beckoned me over to this table that was directly behind, uh, your guests back, uh, and provided me with full, uh, eye to eye vision with you. <laughs> and uh, imagine your surprise when, uh, you were just about to, uh, peruse the dessert menu. <laughs> When you well, saw can you remember a raised that- eyebrow and a raised glass of uh, champagne on the next table?
0: The thing you were most—I uh, mean, I never seen you look go white and so flabbergasted. and I think you almost spat out your—you uh, know, your 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 prosecco or whatever you were drinking—was when I ordered a chicken salad. Well,
1: that's yeah, that's ridiculous.
0: I almost had a um, had
1: a breakdown for God's sakes. <laughs> It wasn't a carb no, inside. I, 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 I was, was, was carb free luncheon. I've never even never heard such of a thing. <laughs> uh, well, and it was grilled. Eating it though, as would, well. you like, would you like the would you like the uh, the, the fried chicken uh, cut up sir on the side? I'll take the grilled chicken, please.
0: Well, that almost sent me off the chair. Well, I was I was I was hoping there were lots of pulses and uh, and a, a very nice raspberry vinaigrette as well. That would have <laughs> that would have that would have. <laughs> But I remember though, I was so hungry after just eating a chicken salad that then when the dessert came, I mean it was almost like I was in euphoria when I tasted that uh, sticky toffee pudding or whatever it was. I mean it was something like that, I think.
1: Yes, that was uh, that was your food gasm face. <laughs> uh, you, you denied yourself so wholly during the main course and the and the, and the appetizer. That you just let rip and uh, just threw yourself into the sticky toffee pudding with an enormous you know spoonful of of delicious cake and unctuous toffee topping
0: when that's, it's a little terrible when that's um when that's the best part of the date <laughs> <laughs> and it has happened before I have to say where the well, where uh, dessert has been uh, <laughs> There's no euphemism in the dessert here. The dessert was actually the best part of the meal, without a doubt.
1: At least somebody enjoyed the filling. is
0: all I can say. <laughs> well, I, the, the thing is, though, I can't. I couldn't concentrate through the whole of that date because you were giving me knowing winks. I mean, it's. <laughs> I thought you had Tourette's for one moment, or I was in a carry-on movie. There's so, no, so many nudge nudge, wink winks going on. It, it, it you know, it was. It, I thought it was Charles Hawtrey for God's sake you've got to keep your eye on the prize i mean you know you've got to stay focused i think this is the trouble you see i i do get very I'm, i i lack the focus that that you probably do and that's and i think that's how you how you got met so many disciples at university Chimpy myself was we lack the focus that you do <laughs> and that's why you, you you know turned poor chimpy into a, ter- a terrible gambler though over the years i know you disagree with <laughs> that so i mean the the poor chap came in with a trust fund and and left penniless.
1: We had a lot of memories though a lot of memories and that's the uh that's the main thing. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely am not taking responsibility for that
0: <laughs> well, my favorite story though talking about our dear our dear friend to our dear friend Chimpy or a toffee apple as we like to call him sometimes was uh <laughs> I don't know. If you, you can't even I remember. No. You may get uh, you may get uh, your uh, PG license revoked. Well, no, Athletic I am explicit on here. Don't worry, old chap. <laughs> it's, 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 it's it's 18 and is It's double X rated to say the least. But I remember the time when you. I think you guys were off in France and Italy. being think it's France specifically, where you had your whole identity stolen. Oh, it was unbelievable! I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it absolutely unbelievable i mean you met you 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 know for your whole life you'd become you were like a sort of ronnie corbett storyteller he's a traditional like english comedian storyteller and you had to re- re yourself didn't you as a as a, a complete refresh myself he'd
1: he, he'd borrowed my turns of phrases he, he'd used nicknames that i used for other people <laughs> he'd recreated a large part of our uh, uh existence in this in this new location. And when I turned up there, I didn't know I, I one evening I didn't know whether I was Arthur or Martha. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, well, I had the strangest feeling.
0: Well the thing is I'd I'd been out- it been
1: years. I had to, I had to I had
0: to reinvent myself. You know? Well, you know, if you if you did reinvent yourself, I know I know this hap- happens in these Marvel movies with superheroes or whatever, what did you reinvent yourself as though? Well,
1: listen, I'll say this much. I'm you know, I'm not a you know I'm not a particularly uh um dashing uh character, but uh whatever I did uh, during that reinvention, I became absolutely irresistible to Irish women. <laughs> Absolutely irresistible. Batting them off with, like, flies, I'm
0: telling you. Couldn't, uh,
1: couldn't, couldn't help myself. And did you have a little
0: bit of the, did you rub the Blarney Stone or something, or?
1: A, a, a few
0: times, uh, <laughs> but, uh, Well, you're but, always you're always good at drawing a shamrock and the, the cream on the top of the Guinness, though, weren't you? That was always a. They were, were all after my lucky charms, and that was uh,
1: and that was what happened there. Not a guitar inside, am I, Dad? I
0: I never knew this. This is this is not this is new to me. I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's the years have passed and I've forgotten about that part. Oh, uh, it's wonderful. But you know the poor the poor chap though he did he did go between. Uh, Chelsea and Crystal Palace. I, re- I remember him wearing a Crystal Palace shirt one time. And uh after being a Chelsea supporter all his life. And then he uh, and then he uh, moved back to being a Chelsea fan again, didn't he if I remember.
1: Yeah, he's back in he's back in that camp again. He he denies his he denies his dalliance with the, uh, with, the with the South London's number 1 team.
0: Well, we have got a picture of him wearing it though. I have to dig up a shirt where he's actually wearing a Crystal Palace uh Top. we do we do we, we do have that for posterity so yeah. i'm indulging in a lot of nostalgia here for you the listeners but i think you know the, the listeners listeners deserve a sort of tapestry of my early life and yet actually jim's being very well behaved i thought i was gonna this is gonna be like a roast today so <laughs> i was ready for that i'm ready to mute his microphone whenever uh whenever i you know had the chance to because uh we did, we did share some t- times and I'm sure there's some tales that, uh, he can't tell. I mean, I'm, i I know that my, uh, I know that my father, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know if this is true, but I suspected he thought that I might have battered for the other side at one point. And I remember you, you know, painting a picture of, uh, of, uh, me and, uh, Jimby potentially having a, uh, a union <laughs> in Norfolk. And and then uh, the, and the congregation. I don't know what the congregation were thinking, but as the veil was lifted and, and a rather stubbly chimpy was underneath, that there be the ugliest bride I ever saw. <laughs> I mean, that was the that would have been the first same-sex marriage I think Norfolk's ever seen. Without I, a, only, I made that point because I have
1: to tell you, with the exception of your delightful sister, the. Uh, Quality of the of the lady folk up in the North Norfolk area was just mystifyingly poor. I came up with with great expectations of uh, of a genetic vestige from the from the Viking invasions, and I was I was I was left thoroughly thoroughly disappointed. It looked like Mr Potato Head had had uh, come over on those long
0: boats. Did you know, any of them have that condition where the with the little pinky finger, um, you know? it actually protrudes inwards and then, and it can't be moved. Apparently that's a Viking uh, condition. My grandfather had that condition. Is it really? Where the, where the finger is, it it starts moving inwards towards the palm and then it, and and then it, and then it never moves and apparently if you have that condition then you have Viking blood. So I do have some Viking blood in my, in my heritage. I know you probably, this doesn't surprise you at all, probably, you know. Well, I'm, i'm i'm not surprised
1: i've seen yeah. you go i've seen you go Berserker before running down the rail tracks at Fratton <laughs> uh losing your rag in the, uh, in the uh, in that hostelry in Holt uh <laughs> with the rugger buggers um so i suppose i can see that yeah i, I can see that i don't although, uh... although i'm not sure where your fro came from i've always uh, i've always said you were the don king
0: of uh of North Norfolk, to be fair. Well, when I first met these reprobates back in 1996, I mean, I, at the time, I was trying to uh, to style my hair. I was, I, I was going and getting it straightened, and I had very, very curly, out of control hair. It's more, it's more like a, an afro, as Jim says, and. I, you know, I, I, I got it, I and was getting it chemically straightened. I mean, I don't know where they are getting this, uh, this stuff. I'm probably from, uh, Antigua or somewhere. And, <laughs> and it was working rather nicely until the curly hair grew in at the sides. And then, uh, and then, uh, in a hot summer, the end, the terrible split ends. I've never seen split ends like it. And I remember they, then one night after having a few jars, they decided to style my hair with wax and made me look like the, uh, former sadly deceased now boxing promoter Don King with <laughs> this wild hair going in all sorts of directions and then gave me a Bobby Brown look oh well, that one could have worked I think
1: He was at the height of his powers
0: He was at the height of his powers well, exactly well that's my prerogative though you just <laughs> keep, it, keep it swept back for God's sake <laughs> two could play that game sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly But, I mean, I I looked absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I'm glad that these pictures cannot be found anywhere. I'm sure they're in a box. I'm going to be moving, so I'm going to get you got junk. Take these things away forever. So the picture of you in a bow tie and just a vest and me with my hair like that, and God knows what else. I think me with a cigar hanging in my mouth, dancing to the prodigy in an orange shirt covered with sweat, that'll be lost forever, thank God. Yeah,
1: we won't miss that one, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, there are definitely some some classic
0: uh, snaps in there that need to be uh, dredged out, without without a doubt. You were you were the you you must have been paid by British American Tobacco because you got everybody smoking over those uh, four years, didn't you? <laughs> uh, I I was sponsored by British American Tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got you, you got you got a samsonite case full of uh, full of fifties, I think. And slipped right. into slip into the back of the Mazda. Have a, have some of that. Um, I think
1: uh, you should. I think you should share some of your uh, um, thrifty tricks, though, with your uh, with your listeners, though. To be fair, the happy hour special is is, is still my favourite.
0: Well, this is the whole thing on a Friday night. It's a bit. It's a big. I mean, every night was a big night I think, other than uh, Saturday night is the only night we didn't go out or something. But I um I remember going down to the Duke of Buckingham. Buckingham and this is when I how much how much was a double or triple gin and tonic in those days oh, I think you're talking like it was like two pounds or something for a
1: uh, for a double and you but if you did the happy hour thing you get two for one
0: so exactly so you had two pounds and two double gin and tonics so I mean I always used to go in there and I had a an oldish watch and put the put the you know put the hands back a few minutes there and said, here we go, you know, Like I'm, I'm here on time. This is what my watch is saying. This is, you know, it's gone Greenwich Mean Time, for God's sake. Well, your and trick
1: was to always blast in, in, a, a, um, in an absolute fit of peak. That door got nearly kicked off the, you know, kicked off the, um off its hinges. I'll do my fly, best. I, I, straight over to the bar, with, you know, knocking things over on the way. Showing, leading forward with your arm, with the wristwatch. I've, I've just made it! Happy hour still on! Before they could check, you know, what the actual time was, you put your order in for, you know, for three rounds of, uh, uh, of double gin and tonics.
0: And I wasn't using your money, Father, honestly. I was using that for, like, <laughs> library books and everything. You know. I don't know if he listens. I know Mother listens, but I don't think Father does. But just to let you know, you know, it's, it's all... It's all going into the savings account <laughs> but yeah but that well, i that's had been uh, i had
1: been earning some uh, some cash uh, um driving uh, nurses to' and from the assisted living homes uh, during the nights, but uh, it turned out that uh, partying all night and and then waking up at four o'clock in the morning to pick up them up off the graveyard shift wasn't the cleverest thing and it it wasn't too long before I crashed that Ford fiesta that f was aren't uh, owned. Uh, with three nurses inside it. And uh, that was the end of my... Uh, that was the end of my driving days, unfortunately.
0: Well, I was always... Uh, I was I always thought you had an ulterior motive. Like it was an early form of nurse tender or something that you were trying to... Uh, <laughs> they're trying to take your pulse late at night or something, or... Zero uh, <laughs> <Dearly laughs> me. You should have something. seen some of these characters, I tell you. Good Lord. Well... Yeah, it was a it, it was certainly an interesting uh, an interesting place to say the least. But I honestly thought when when I first met you, I thought you you were was a beautiful Katie, and I thought how how on earth did he manage to uh, go out with that lovely lady? But then I asked, and then I I think I mentioned to Chimpy and He said, "Oh, don't worry about him. He's uh, he he bats to the other side, and don't <laughs> worry." <you'd- laughs> Can't believe he said that. To be honest, I know you're as straight <laughs> as, a, as straight as an arrow, for God's sake. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't go that far either. It's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's good. That's that's good to know. Definitely. Well, I just I heard the other day. I think that uh, that young fellow uh, is it Sean is it Sean Foley or the, or the guy from uh, Will and Grace, and another couple of chaps have now. Been offered eighty million on Spotify to do a weekly podcast. Now, I think we have an opportunity here, you know, to, to well, maybe make eighty dollars a week. That that could be. Oh, that's a very pretty cup there. He's got a very sparkly cup there. It's like a princess cup with. Um, it, it, it looks like the Milky Way on there. For God's sake.
1: They've, all, they've already done the ambiguously gay duo. That's the problem.
0: Well, I know, I know that, I know that, uh, I know that that's been mentioned before, that, uh, we, we were named the ambiguously gay duo. I mean, I, I, do, there was a time though, when, uh, we were, I think we were in Chicago at this time, and we, we lived in a, in a house with, um, uh, I think Rachel was living there, Brian, Brian Pepper, he was there as well uh my old roommate. He was a forty year old divorce man and he was uh <laughs> an interesting fella who, ha- who kept a dating file with ladies' vital statistics in there. <laughs> I remember <laughs> he calling me, hey, you know, can you you know, can you get the file for me? Anyway, what a, man, the a funny ter- thing about that was <laughs> what a what a terrible individual he was. Oh, and human oh, being anyway, we were we were out getting breakfast, I think, and I saw this 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 older man who had a Santa's hat on, and he and and no, the <laughs> dog had a Santa's hat on, and I thought it was his dog. And I said, "Well, that's a lovely lovely dog you've got. On. I love that Santa's hat." And uh, and then he and he, I think he was getting a little bit confused. And you thought I knew the guy, didn't you? I thought you, I thought you guys knew each other. You're chit
1: away.
0: And I and I said to, I mean, I. I I said, that's a lovely Santa's hat. He said, yeah, it's, it's not even my dog. I said, well, I've got the Santa's hat, but it's back in the apartment. And then I realized I gave the chap a come on, and he thought his Christmas had come early. But I wasn't going to stuff anything under his tree, I can assure you. But, but it was, it was, uh, it was a very asking, uncomfortable... You, he kept asking if you were from Sussex. <laughs> exactly. I think that's the, only, that's the only county he knew. <laughs> he must have had some fun back in the war time with that, but he was an older man, I know that for sure. That was
1: indeed. It was um I guess it was quite striking how um uh, unaware you were that you were um uh, uh, tempting this man to reveal himself uh, in the in the midst of the of the of the morning cafe there. But uh, yeah, he was very keen to pursue your advances or, or your perceived advances at that
0: time. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. I was very confused by the whole situation and uh and uh I didn't want this predatory man to come anywhere near my apartment to be honest. <laughs> uh, well that was delightful. I'm gonna I'm gonna close things off. It was lovely, lovely having you here for our little chat.
1: Thank you. Always a pleasure.
0: Never, Never a chur, I hope. Never a chore.
1: Not for the butler, even.
0: Well, exactly. Well, we, we went to butler training school together. You were rather better with the starch and the collar than me. I was going to say I was looking behind you there and uh,
1: just looking for recessed uh, areas to see that I could run my white glove over to check for, uh, uh, for, for dusting. Well, you know my feeling about popcorn ceilings, though. oh Boy, I really must protest. Uh, <laughs> it really attracts the cobwebs. Well, <laughs>
0: luckily I've got broad shoulders so you can't see too much. <laughs> I'm, blocking, I'm blocking all indiscretions behind me. Thank goodness, I tell there is, you. There is an antique weighted blanket behind there, but we're not going to go into that. <laughs> but the, uh, the sky is beginning to bruise, and hopefully Blast tomorrow you, will be another day. You must
1: away. Tomorrow is another, will be another day.
0: <laughs>
1: ah, Thanks, old boy. Lovely talking with you as always.
0: Well, thank thank you for joining me on the podcast, and uh, I'm look forward to talking to you again soon, old chap. Cheerio.
1: I love to I love to your mother and father and to Maisie <laughs> when they listen in to well, keep calm and cauliflower
0: cheese. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm I'm gonna. How much do you pay for these uh, voiceover <laughs> little, 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 little For you, gratis. Ah, oh, God bless you. Oh, God the bless, best you. boy. Cheerio. <laughs> Uh, my second guest on this very auspicious occasion, my hundredth episode, is my dearest daughter Victoria, is joining me and all and a regular co-host to the program, probably like three or four times. So it's lovely to have you here. Oh, thank common. you. Yeah, was. It is an audio thing, so she just did a very regal royal bow. Um, but that wasn't as respect for me it was uh respect for the uh for the podcast and yeah. and the listeners So
2: how
0: have you been
2: I've been pretty good
0: uh, we might be cut off there's a huge thunderstorm here at the moment and it might rain until tomorrow it's like a biblical storm
2: Oh yeah this it's been year. raining really heavy heavy here I honestly didn't think you were gonna make it to a hundred. I thought you were gonna give up like you usually do on things after like an episode because it was too much work. Because you've got <laughs> many bones in your legs.
0: Well, when you're recording a podcast, it doesn't matter if you have a bone in your leg. You can still, as long as I'm sitting. I wouldn't do my. I wouldn't do the podcast standing though.
2: Oh, I forgot how much you love talking about yourself.
0: Well, I'm not talking about myself. I, I mean, I'm trying to provide entertainment for the very few listeners that I have in Turkey and Thailand.
2: Right? <laughs> Just, you're not trying to give any entertainment for your other viewers? Do you not care for them?
0: Well, I do, but I don't know how many I have in the US. I think people have turned off the nonsense in the US. I might still have a few in
1: UK UK. Uh,
0: UK listeners. I did ask, though um the listeners and we'll see if you go on anchor fm you can record a voice message and i've asked uh the listeners to either send me a limerick or record a limerick voice message that i could either play or read out depending on the audio quality do, okay. you, uh, do you do you know a good limerick
1: um,
0: it goes nice. like this it would be like there was a young lady of derbyshire who had two horns of brass and then it rhymes, and sometimes it's quite rude.
2: Oh, okay. Um, this is kind yep. of a good one. All oh, right, go blue, on then. Violets are blue. I don't like you. I'm gonna hit you with a shoe.
0: Oh, that that's very pleasant. I mean, I I, I expect uh, you to speak to your dad like that. That's your normal uh, normal type of performance there. I don't, why why do you um? Let me ask you this question. So I'm playing Spotify, listening to my uh, Yacht Rock collection, and all of a sudden you put Gangnam Style on every time.
2: Well, how am I supposed... Well, you have Apple Music, I don't. You you have other things you can listen to it on. I don't want to listen to it
0: on YouTube. But why are you listening to Cy all the time from uh, South Korea, wherever he's from? He, but no, you, you, you just love that me. song or you just do it to annoy me? You're
2: on there. I only listen to it when you're on there because I like being annoying.
0: Well, yeah, it, it's, it's not appreciated, but that's like the most annoying sound, song in the world.
2: You're welcome. What can I say except you're welcome?
0: Well, I, I do, yeah, I, I would appreciate. But if you do that, I, I will joust you back with a the thousand farts in an hour. If you uh, if you do that,
2: and then at that point, just
0: to uh, embarrass you in front of your friends, you just hang up at that point.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, so I did send to Victoria a rather delicious, delicious recipe. Have you made that yet? It's mm-hmm. similar to the uh, it's similar to the chocolate cake that you made in the microwave that time on the podcast we did oh, at Christmas yeah. time. Cool. It did look pretty good though, and very very easy to make. Like a chocolate lava cake. I think it was on Instagram, not not on TikTok.
2: Yeah, I might have to try and make that when I'm at your house.
0: It did look very uh, very decadent and delicious, though. So mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, you would enjoy uh, you would enjoy eating that without a doubt.
2: Oh yeah, heck yeah.
0: But how's your sister? Is she doing okay?
2: Yeah, she's doing pretty well.
0: Is she being as annoying as ever?
2: Mm-hmm. No, this is
0: no temper tantrums recently.
2: Oh, no. She had a huge temper tantrum earlier. Because well. we were at the zoo earlier, and we were... Um, Our mom and our grandma said we could not go on the pedal boats at first, and Catherine would not take that as an answer. So she started, like, flailing her arms. <laughs> and she's like, I want to go on the pedal boat. You don't love me unless you let me go on the pedal boat.
0: But She's turning know. into Verrukha Salt from uh Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Or, or was it Faruka Salt? One of the one of the one of yeah, the young It was a was little very...
2: rich girl.
0: Yeah. When she did, did, did you put Catherine into the orangutan sanctuary though until she calmed down?
2: Well I couldn't do that to an orangutan. How am I supposed <laughs> to do that to them?
0: <laughs> that is, that is true. It would be a, it could be a fate worse than death. Mm-hmm. She'd probably think the orangutan would be our dinner. It's
2: quite interesting, though, watching Catherine and the orangutan having a wrestle match <laughs> to the death.
0: I think Catherine would win, though.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
0: She fights... I imagine she would fight quite dirty sometimes,
2: though. Oh, heck yeah, she does. <laughs> Try having a pool noodle fight with her or a lightsaber fight. Gosh, she gets aggressive.
0: So do you have any updates on uh your favorite show Stranger Things? Are they releasing it this year or not?
2: They said either it's really late this year or early twenty two.
0: Yeah. So Victoria's a huge fan of uh the show Stranger Things. It's actually a very good show. It's got like this sort of eighties goonies oh, yeah. vibe to it. Um and it's uh is that it's a very good it's a pretty cool show. Um a little creepy, not too creepy, not like a
2: yeah. Horror movie
0: or anything? I've
2: Catherine will watch a few episodes.
0: Oh, Catherine will watch it now, will she? Mhm. Well, hopefully she doesn't. Uh, hopefully she doesn't get, doesn't get too scared when she's I've watching. I've
2: been trying to build up her her uh, tolerance for scare.
0: Well, that's the whole thing. I I find that it's very difficult to find people to watch scary movies. With. Nobody wants to watch it. The only person who'll watch scary movies with me is uh is my sister and you will but you chicken out a little bit and you're too young anyway you can't watch you can't watch really scary movies quite yet
2: i've been asking if i could watch it recently and my mom and mama won't let me
0: yeah i don't don't think you want to Mm. i remember i had a i had a i had a babysitter or something when i was younger that allowed me to watch uh Nightmare on Elm Street. Or I watched it when I was very young, when I shouldn't have done. When I was like seven or eight years old, and that seriously did give me nightmares. So you had to be very careful. I mean, you don't want Freddy Kr- Krueger in your dreams when you're seven years old. <laughs> that's for sure. It's uh, it's very important. And the same with the same with uh, Pennywise as well.
2: <laughs> the other day, I just went. I put on uh, Pennywise doing dancing for ten hours straight. It was, it was amazing. Did I watch it for all 10 hours? No.
0: Well, he's quite a good dancer, though.
2: No, he really is. you got to take some dance lessons from him.
0: Yeah, well, I don't think... I'm a, I might go and get my dance lessons with the orangutans at the zoo as well. But they, they're they probably better movers than me when they're picking fleas out of their fur or something. Uh-huh. Are you, uh, are you getting ready for Shark Week? Because that's coming soon. Have you got oh, these yeah. Shark Week celebrations. I love
2: Shark Week love
0: love love shark week there's a sometimes when victoria joins a podcast we do talk about sharks one of our favorite subjects and i think that because of the pandemic and less like boats going around i think a lot of the sharks have um they've regained the numbers that they had many years ago so there's i think there's quite a few more sharks but there's less hunting and fishing during the um
2: yeah that's really good sharks yeah. suffer a lot to overfishing and I would yeah. know because I wrote, I, uh, I, uh, usually when we get to like pick a topic at school about something like that, then I always choose like something to do with the ocean because I love the ocean. And so I've learned a lot of shark facts.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's going to be a very interesting shark week this, uh, this coming, this coming up in the next few weeks here. Yeah. It's
2: going to be amazing. Um,
0: Oh, it's it's really uh, it's really going to come down. I thought I'd have to wear my uh, sou'wester inside because the roof might start leaking. It's meant to be like a torrential rain, oh. I'd hate to get my hair wet as well. That could take a long time to 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 comb oh, that out. Oh, my hair! Oh,
2: oh no! The hundreds of pounds of grease in it is going to fall. No. I've, it's, it's it could crazy. be
0: waterproof, though, with all the grease in it, though. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm it's hoping. all
2: greasy. No, the grease is probably going to repel it, repel the rain, you know, like those materials that just, like, repel the rain. Can it might see? just
0: slide right off, you know.
2: Yeah. I bet like it, it works. Um, Your hair is gross. 90% hair gel. Well, no, more like 99% hair gel,
0: 1% hair. Wow. Well, yeah, that's maybe. because if I took the hair, you're like maybe I wouldn't have any hair. That could be the. That could be part of the I issue as well. it all with you, with it. Well, can I? Can I just ask you? Because you set up Skype for this uh, recording. What was that ugly baby's face that you had on there? That's like the most hideous thing I've ever seen. I don't want like to use a of myself, so I just use the
2: ugly baby.
0: It was awful. <laughs> I didn't know if it was you. I thought it was a joke for a second.
2: That kind of kind of, remember, kind of reminded me of you, so I chose. That's why I chose it.
0: Yeah, I, well, I thought that's what you're going to say that it reminded me. Uh, reminded you of, of me. I thought that was. Yeah, that, I was, I was like, thought that was the point of like putting ugly
2: baby. wearing those headphones all the time. That's what your head's going to start looking like.
0: <laughs> I don't wear them all the time. I only wear it when I'm recording the podcast. I don't. You're you do to
2: be a gamer boy wearing them twenty four seven.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't use it to keep my hair in place or stop me having any sort of uh, mental breakdowns or anything. (laughs) But, uh, well, anyway, I just wanted you to join. As I said, Victoria's been a huge part and a sometimes supporter of the podcast. Sometimes she's a a disruptor, not a supporter. But uh, it's always lovely to have her here. And and, uh, I wouldn't say she gives positive vibes, but she uh, certainly injects a little bit more humor into the podcast.
2: You give like old geezer vibes.
0: Well, I think as I said to you before, my listenership probably have dentures and uh, and maybe do the blue rinse, or maybe not even hair. Maybe they wear toothpaste or
2: things. Oh, oh, I hate little kids.
0: No, I don't say anything like that. I don't think get on my land.
2: (laughs) No. Remember that one time when you yelled at our uh, at that na- our neighbor friend because they they were barking at the dogs.
0: Well, exactly. A young a young chap shouldn't be barking at dogs like that. That's <laughs> that's like Lord of the Flies behavior. You know, you don't want any of that going on. But uh, yes, exactly. Some some of these he's young not, children need he's to not be
2: best with kids. He doesn't have a good temper.
0: Oh, I'm very very calm and uh, placid. What are you talking oh, about? That's. Uh-huh. What
2: who That's are you ridiculous. trying to fool now? Who are
0: you trying to fool now? Well, I'm going to let you go. Don't you have any homework to be doing or studying or something? No. Maybe I you need to read a good. book. Maybe you need to read some Charles Dickens tonight or something.
2: Why well, I love Charles Dickens. He's a great author.
0: Well, there we go. At least, at least you know, I, I taught you a little bit of uh, a little bit of wisecracking and sassiness and, and hopefully you've got love of uh, charles dickens as well yes but thank you very much for joining and, and and i'm sure you'll be on a podcast very very soon with me uh in the next in that the next couple true. of weeks but uh it's been lovely to have you here and thank you for making this uh the slightly mediocre um needs to improve type of show that it really is
2: mm-hmm. you are welcome I'm glad I added a little bit of actually good stuff to this podcast. Hopefully, the listeners don't get all bored out hearing the rest of it.
0: Yeah, so you had a little bit of young person pizzazz and taught me about TikTok and and uh, different dances as oh, well. Oh, that
2: one video I have of you—it's perfect. Yeah,
0: you, you can never—that video can never be released. I was talking to Uncle Jim, and he's on the first part of this podcast, and he's got some embarrassing pictures of me, but that video can never be released to the world. Oh, it, uh, it, it it looks like a constipated sumo wrestler dancing. We <laughs> well, is really, that we'll you? Be, Are you and, a
2: constipated sumo wrestler?
0: <laughs> and at that point, I'm going to I'm going to leave it right there because it's uh it's too uh, it's too painful to remember that. But thank you for joining. <laughs>
2: You're welcome.
0: Many thanks to Victoria and Jim joining me on this lovely occasion to mark 100 episodes and thank you to you the listeners for giving me lots of support uh, on Instagram uh, keep calm and cauliflower cheese and Twitter at keep cheese and it's been marvellous to entertain you over these 100 episodes and here's to the next 100. So thinking on such a celebratory occasion either the 100th episode or maybe England beating Germany the other night in penalties and as I said to Jim earlier I have been eating Uh, Swedish meatballs. I honestly thought that if England won, they would play Sweden. So I've been eating Swedish meatballs for a week. So I think it's about time I have a salad, get a little bit more roughage into my diet probably. Uh, But I'm thinking in terms of celebratory mood to close with a lovely poem. Uh, Where I'd like to be at the moment, it'd be nice to have a little holiday by the seaside. And this is Summer Splendour by the Sea. Summer Splendour by the Sea, a gentle blue serenity, caressing rays of golden sun, blushing, bronzing, all who come enticed by its romantic lure, lovers stroll the sandy shore, hushing rhythm of the waves and salty, misty ocean sprays, seabirds echo, call of cries, pierce the deep blue azure skies, dolphins dancing on their way across the sea out to bay, a glistening shiny sundo soaked day, all young and old alike at play, building castles by the sea, jumping waves and spirits free, no place on earth is perfect to be as summer's splendor by the sea. Thank you for listening to the 100th episode. I'll be back for number 101 until Saturday. Cheerio for now, people.